I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League... Grand final day came and went. Twill Nation came together with our annual El Loco meetup. And we've got international teams for the Four Nations have been announced. We're looking back at all the action from Grand Final Day 2016. All that and more this week in League. to episode 242 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I haven't been sure of who I am for the past four days. Yes, yes. Welcome to the listeners. Welcome this week. Welcome to the people, for example, who went to the meetup and aren't really on social media and stuff. They're always the happiest surprises to come across mm. because like the, the audience numbers of the show far exceed the combined total of people on Facebook and Twitter and there's double ups on that you know so it's great to, to you know see behind the curtain see some of these other faceless voiceless <laughs> people that we know are out there but um, yeah you don't really get to interact with them and stuff like that so um, thanks for coming out to the to the meetup uh, firstly thanks for listening to the show and uh, it's great to meet um, you know, a bunch of new faces as well at the meetup so um, I'm sounding a little bit croaky I think it's just um, a bit tired and just this, uh, you know, it's a, a flow-on effect. Late not, season aids. Weekend. Late season aids. I'm, no, it's not. It's not. It's not a, I'm not sick at all. It's just okay. you know, spoke a lot under the influence of alcohol, and um, probably loudly yep. as well. Yeah. And that's you know, that's not great. Tell you what, special shout out to the um, the lads that turned up in the. The hedging shirts, exactly, and they were and they were ones that weren't on meetup, Twitter, yeah. right? Not, yeah. not on um, not on Twitter, mm-hmm. not on. I'm sure they are on social media somewhere. Yep, like they're not hidden away. Jehovah's Witnesses or Amish, um, you, know, you mean? From yeah, 1945. Like. <laughs> um, and I, I I did get a phone number from the catch up later in the day. Okay, didn't didn't avail yourself of that opportunity though. I could have had a thousand monkeys on a thousand typewriters trying to type a text after that game, and there was no <laughs> way it was getting out. So I apologise, lads. <laughs> the shirts were great though, and uh, they were up on my Snapchat as well. So everyone, every, everyone who uh, who followed along on the Snapchat on the day, hopefully they um, got a good feel. For for, and for anyone who didn't see them, yeah, they'd basically come along with maroon shirts. That said, Khan the mighty Broncos. And with a crossed, crossed out, out. yeah. Cowboys, <laughs> Cowboys crossed, crossed out. Crossed out. out, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> absolutely great. It was great, yeah. Um, clearly, uh, clearly, listeners of the show. Um, shall, shall we address the events of the meetup now? <laughs> yeah, let's get through that. All right. So, well, firstly, thanks, thanks to everybody who turned up. It was great. It was another huge meetup, and um, 
you know, you always, you know, when when, when you, you set these things up and, and you always like, you know, I hope, you know, the response is good and, you know, you have a good time. I mean, like, well, you know, the good time part's never really in question because I know, um, mate, <laughs> it's like, it's the, it's the best leave pass of the year and I'm... I don't give a fuck if I'm the only one. I'm I'm having a, I'm having a grand time. <laughs> but having said that, we had um it was it was good this year. I mean, we had another good turnout <laughs> since we added the pre-drinking component <laughs> last year for the first time. We had it. We had a good turnout to that again as well. And so a bunch of people got nice, you know, nicely started off for the day. And then obviously we got to see a bunch of other people at um at El Loco when we went up the road there, which was fantastic. And like normally they'll sort of hold two tables, but once again. You know, we feel you know spread pretty much through that entire place. Yeah, the poor young family that was up the back when we got there. Oh, was there a young family? <laughs> there were toddlers. Oh, Jesus, so, I, I had no idea. I, I didn't. I didn't see. No. We didn't yeah. assault anyone yeah. or, or offend them too badly. The one thing is, I didn't. The, the one thing is, I didn't. I didn't really get out into the bar section this time much. I don't think. The trend previously was that it would sort of it would start the El loco part and then it would just kind of all end up in it's spread everywhere but you'd mostly end up in the bar part the bar at the, end. the front yeah and you know perhaps that was because I got, I got refused service <laughs> first time in my life I'm happy wow. I'm, I'm proud to say first time in my life I've been refused service I think I was refused service anyway but I mean at that stage it was it must have happened right when we were about to leave anyway because I don't really yeah. been too perturbed about it yeah. Like, I don't think it cost me anything in, in no. you know, in, in terms of, you know, drinks consumed. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Tell you what, though. Yeah. Um, that espresso tequila. Was it the, was it the Patron or the other it one? It was the Patron. Yeah. But that shit is the fucking Kieran Foran of alcoholic beverages. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now with that fucking, that alcoholic beverage, we'll, we'll, we will have that in the house next, next Friday or whatever for, um, for the Twillies. Because that shit was shit was fucking delicious. I can't even smell that again. Oh really? Yeah. Like I had about four of them, and they were fucking amazing. Yeah. And that was the reason. That was, that was probably the reason that I got fuck, so yeah, fucked up. That's what I'm saying. And then you gave me a scotch or something as well. And yeah, I had a like, scotch. Yeah, a scotch and and and, uh, <laughs> and pints and pints. I <laughs> I want to say Salzy. Yeah. I want to say Solzy bought me a Midori or... No, I think that might have been... No, that, that would have been Unky D, I think. That would have been Dennis, I think. Because that was the tradition, The tradition, I think. Oh, correct me. Please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm in my, what makes sense to my mind is that he did that to Glenn last year, so that would make perfect... It would be symmetry for him to do it to yeah, you. okay. And I sculled it. Yeah. Well, you, that's what you got to do. You've got to dispatch it with yeah, extreme prejudice. Yeah. And... That was that was I think the tipping point. Yeah, it's not holy water though. That's not, so, that's that's not the. I'm pretty sure the espresso tequila shots were the fucking real the real X factor <laughs> because the difference between this year and last year was that um I I was drunker. I think I'm pretty sure I was drunker this year. But having said that though, I still once again no adverse side effects. <laughs> I was fine. God, I mean, you, you saw you, you, you bore witness. I was, I was fucking oh, yeah. <laughs> fresh as a daisy. Yep, as a daisy. Smashed a, smashed a bar me covered in shiracho. <laughs> that, that was as close at the airport. That was as close as I came to chundering that morning. <laughs> was you watch, couldn't deal with food. Was watching you like sitting across the table, yeah. sixty centimeters from you, smashing a Vietnamese pork roll with chili sauce. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> And then I had my had my Vietnamese and coffees well, and oh fuck, I was good as gold. I mean, I went to got home, um, took the kids to see um, Secret Life of Pets. 
probably about like a two o'clock session that afternoon and I did the head nod thing like falling asleep probably 20 times through the movie so didn't hold my yeah. attention so much not not a big fan of that movie to be honest I'll tell you what though yep I uh I own my life mm. and you know if if this was pre-planned yep you'd be having the music from the bodyguard playing behind this <laughs> um but big shout out to Shanta yeah <laughs> For somehow weekend and burning my stepdad onto a train. Yep. And my memory is that he was kind and and courteous to a, a fellow panther. Yeah. Uh, whereas in reality, it was probably more like get on there, you fucking drunk fuck cunt. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then on the train was lucky enough to see Super Grover's yep. shining purple suit. Yep. Um, who had some comments? He said there should be more live episodes. Yeah, of the there show. Should, there should be, which there I thought was a fantastic idea at the time. But in reflection, don't know how the fuck that'd work. But. I, I, I love the live episodes. The only problem with the live episodes is we'll get like a couple of hundred people in there watching it live, and if you're not in that very small select group, I don't think the episodes are as entertaining. If they were just live episodes, like say if it's just people listening to us do this now, that'd be fine. Yeah. I'd be I'd be happy to put every everything live like that so people could do it if they wanted to, but um, wasn't it like the drunken Twilly one is because that's the only real you know example that I can hold up. Yep, shit goes on in that episode. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. You basically if you're need drinking a video and you're not in that live yeah in that live yeah. chat room, uh, and it probably doesn't make as much sense like a lot of in, because the chat room is going on, and so we're getting almost instantaneous feedback on what we're talking about, and then it, yeah. like it, it changes the direction of topics and stuff like that but um shout outs that i would like to uh, obviously um benny uh who's is he what ben hetcho 43 on twitter who he's a uh, sharky's fan um a very long time buddy of us and um and he's uh he sorted out the tickets for the grand final and we sat with him in the sharky's fan section good seats excellent seats the best atmosphere in the house they're almost they're very close to where we sit in sat in 20 14 actually mm. with the doggies um with doggies in the field but um shout out to unky d as well who uh, hasn't been as active on twitter this year but uh hooked us up like had a mate who just happened to have won a test drive with you know this top of the line tesla, tesla for the weekend and he and he was like excusing himself that he was going to have to leave soon to go you know because he was going in that and i was like fuck you want to test drive a tesla takes takes out the home bush and that motherfucker. <laughs> and so he's like i'll oh, just check and he did and it was great and it was it was excellent it was it was, it was great to you know drive into the future which I unfortunately had to uh, excuse myself from at the risk of yeah. I remember I was thinking back to it and I was like, oh, that's right, you weren't you weren't even fucking there. <laughs> you weren't even in Tesla. Me and Benny were. That would have been horrible to ruin that guy's test drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking nice though. I um, tell you, it was just very very nice to Tesla. Um, who else do we have to give thanks? Thanks to the people who who um, are on social media and don't interact that much. It was good to put some faces to names and stuff yeah. like um, the. Uh, the, the the greatest and one of the, my favourite Twitter names Budu Inya. Uh, if you have any Indigenous friends, you know <laughs> what that's about. And uh, and and uh, Peko Nicolo as well, top fucking dude. Tweets very sporadically, but he's fucking top top bloke. Excellent meeting too. And of course, all the mates. Timmy, thank you, Timmy Timmy McIntyre, for blessing with some of your comedy style. That was fantastic. Uh, like that was great. Um, fuck, I just I don't want to miss out anyone who deserves. It, it's a, a special really, shout it's out. It's a fucking tough thing to do because yep. everybody there was so fucking great. Yep. Um, if you were there, big ups. 
Yeah, exactly. And hope you enjoyed yourself. And yeah, if they move the grand final, it's like it's such a good fucking leave past weekend, right? That like. I don't. I don't want them to move the grand final to the fucking Lang Park at any point. Fuck that shit. <laughs> well, like I said, it was my first leave pass in two years. Yeah, that's crazy. So that, that's a special place. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, uh, it, it is, man. And, and and Redfern won the um the knockout again this year, so which means that they'll be playing that again, like over that whole weekend at, at Leichhardt. I think they couldn't do it at Redfern because they don't have enough ovals for yep. all the games. So Leichhardt. Um, is where they were doing it, I think. And so next year, I do want to make a point to uh, keep the Monday open, you know, and go and you know go the the knockout final day. Um, yep. Maybe even come down the day before. I don't know, but it's just, it's just such a fucking good weekend. You want to you want to you want to stretch it out <laughs> as much as yeah. you can without killing yourself because like <laughs> that Sunday, <laughs> well, that Sunday for us, yeah. like you left the game like two minutes before the end. You got out of your seat and said, I've got to go and do something. Yeah, I, I was actually a little bit worried I was going to power spew all over the people in front of me. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I was like, you know, I'm fucking seeing this shit through. So so then after the game, stayed for all the presentations and everything like that. Um, walking out of the stadium, uh, ran into uh, Mel, another listener, and she, she was basically trying to touch me on my front and bottom. And... Um, <laughs> She wasn't really, no. But um, she was a Sharky's fan, and she was very, very happy about the Sharky's win and 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 physically abusing me like with violence. Not, not, yeah, with, yeah. Um, but packed her off safely on the bus to the Shire to go and you know, drink shoeys and bash levos on the beach, whatever they do down there when they celebrate their grand finals. <laughs> Who knows? They'll plan it by year. And uh, then I got tra- that fucking train trip back. I swear to God, that was the longest fucking... I, I don't know how long it took. See, I'd lost... You know what? I fucking probably do know, because I probably texted you and said, I'm on a train now. Yeah, I remember that, because I lost you coming out of the stadium. Well, because you fucking left. You yeah. were gone already, though, no, at that no, point. but I saw you and Mel. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But then, I've ended up walking, and I don't know homebush at all anymore. Yeah. And so I've just walked and walked and walked for fucking 500 miles. yeah. And I've seen a taxi, and I've got in the front, and he said to me, "Are you?" And I'm just going, "Yep." <laughs> and he's just taken off. So <laughs> that's why um, I beat you back to the hotel. Oh, you must have called me. I got a hang-up message at. Oh, that's four thirty, five thirty, five thirty, ten thirty. Okay, so so you've called me at ten thirty, and then you've texted me not long after that. But that was after I was um. Yeah, because I'm texting you back saying I was stopping at Seven Eleven. That's right. And that was that was after that was a, like there was a, like yeah. a Seven Eleven across from Central Station on oh the, between God. our place and the. So then we get in an Uber. Yeah. Go to mate's place. Yep. And then drinking stuff there and fucking <laughs> and then old mate, old mate from next door. Oh no, so no, Benny lives yeah. there, right? He yeah, lives yeah, there. Yeah. The housemate. Yeah. The housemates girlfriend lives down down yeah. the next apartment or whatever and they've got a fucking uh a, what's it called a children's python or something yeah. like yeah. yeah so it's like a snake and so this snake's in, and he's like yeah he's you know just crawling the snake around the arm and everything i was like it was mesmerizing to be honest i was, I was fucking fascinated i made him buy one was so good he was like an alcoholic alice cooper yeah yeah and he's much. like and, he, and he's like look put him around your neck and like just feel that feel him squeezing and everything and it actually was kind of like a strangely like did you think that was a pet snake yeah it was a pet snake no, it was his cock no, it was a pet snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a pet snake. 
didn't see veins on that little scales. <laughs> but um, it was very funny because the the, the snake was the, the snake was in the process of um, yeah he's about to shed his skin, so he's apologising for the the lack of vibrance of the colour of the snake because it would be much more vibrant when the when the the skin is shed. But also like, numerous times saying look you know. He can't see it at the moment because he's shedding his skin, so he's, he's gonna, he might be a bit aggressive and he might bite you. And if he bites you, just don't panic. I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> the two o'clock in the morning, oh, two o'clock in the morning with the children's python fucking wrapping around, wrapping around yeah. my neck, and and uh, with the you know, threats of threats of biting me. And um, and even though it was like a, a small a small python, when it's around your neck, you can feel it. It's like going, oh, yeah. I, I would kill you if I had any size, motherfucker. <laughs> and you can just feel him flexing on you, which is kind of strangely like it was. It's like his neck massage. It was quite. It was, it was. It was kind of a strangely like good, <laughs> good feeling. This python trying to strangle me. <laughs> But um, there's, there's an idea for anyone. There's so much context. There's, there's so, to, oh, there's so much context though. Get down like, to Bankstown Markets. Can you imagine if you removed all the context from that story? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> could have been a very sexy tale. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mitchell got home, and we oh, we were we were you know got up in the morning and went to the airport yep. and flew home and made it safely, and no power spews were had, were they? I'm pretty sure you didn't, you didn't even have power spew, did you? I I um went for an attempted. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to happen. Oh. And it was one of those ones where I waited and yeah. waited and then thought I was safe and then sort of, sort of stood up. Yeah. Oh, no. And kneeled down again. Yeah. No, it was okay. So, an excellent an excellent day, excellent 24 hours was had. It's fantastic. Had by all. And uh, thank you, everyone, who made it so amazing. And, then, uh, and hopefully there's some good times that we had. And all, we, we also heard the, the last ever and potentially greatest Saguna story, which... Rather than try and yeah. regale it tonight, I'm like, email me, <laughs> email me. So I've got all the important facts yep. in the story. It needs to be because I can there. really remember. I can remember lots of the story, lots of the story. But I think it's better if I just if I'm reading it, you know, and not slipping up. Yeah. You know, so, so the Twillies next week not only will have the Twillies, it will also have the final and greatest Saguna story ever. The only way it could have been better, yeah, was if it led to a Saguna and NRL player. Highlander battle, screaming. There can be only one. Yeah. That's the only way that story could. Yeah, have been but better. if that, but if that story, if that had have happened though, the person would never have been around to deliver the story anymore. Okay. We'd never know. We've never, never we'd know. never have known him. He might be quite a swordsman. He might be. He might be. Well, I mean, you know, his threesomes of Wayne McKinnon and the, you know, the cock blocking of this other unnamed player. You know, he's definitely a coxman. If you're not. <laughs> Jesus he's like Errol Flynn or something. Stay strong. <laughs> Uh, mailbag. Uh, we're going to blast through quickly. Um, uh, MJ Eagle twenty three. Looking for a classic mini rant from Nate in this week's uh, Twill Re Manly Bureau slash Uate. Man, like I said, prepare to be disappointed because we'll get to the story later. But I'm kind of like, yeah. kind of shrug my shoulders at this stage. It's like, it's, there's so much, there's so much bullshit under the bridge. There's like two years of this shit, you know, from these fucking dumb cunts. So yeah, yeah. nothing surprises me anymore. Your rants were born in that era of. You know, manly running like fucking clockwork, and then just a stupid out of left field decision. Yes. And now it's almost the opposite of that, where it's so yeah, used to it. <laughs> might, get some, might get some happy rants from you. Maybe, maybe In we'll the future. See, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll see. I mean, when Uate gets his fucking hat trick, I guess, um, <laughs> like good wingers do. Oh, but you're not. Um, I'm Tim McIntyre. That I, what if at the end of all this, and this is this is talking about semi being denied 
you know, selection in the Australian side because, and we're going to yep. talk about this story too. But what if at the end of end of all this, semi's innocent, innocent, could he sue the NRL like Brett Stewart? No, because I mean, it wasn't like Brett didn't he didn't get anything out of the NRL anyway. Brett's legal action was against the Daily Telegraph because people like um Rebecca the drunk were like, yeah, she flat out was saying these alleged facts of yep. the case that were so far from the truth, yeah. saying things like he was blind drunk, like all this stuff that was very easily you know disproven by every other witness, yeah. you know, and and we never actually released by the cops or anything she was just saying all this shit and so that was like legit you know defamation but um the other thing is there is um and this is from a couple of legalish minds yeah um i've chatted to one that there's precedence for it in other industries where you can be stood down from duties yeah and there's no assumption of guilt or anything like that it's just like this is going on yeah this is going on sort it out and then you you know if if you're a school teacher and there's allegations you are stood down Yep. Pending investigations, etc. Yeah, exactly. So. And I, and it's the only grounds, the only thing he could sue the NRL for, because they're not saying, they're not asserting anything about his reputation or... No. All the, the only possible thing, like, angle you have would be um, financial, like match payments for internationals, yeah. which are probably like, you know, if it's like Origin, you know, it's like significant yep. five-figure yep. you know, account, you know, uh, amounts of money. Um Special KM line, I'm glad the season's over and I'm not blocked by homes. I was running out of ideas. Read the blocking. Tweets from Kay coming later when it comes to the grand final. <laughs> Can I just throw some reality on this for a second? Yeah. All it is is that Valentine Holmes really isn't that interested in Twitter and he hasn't opened it in a little while. We're social media team. like. And so on little... Mad Monday, when yeah. he's away with the boys, yeah. everyone else will be looking at all the sweet tweets they're getting from fans and sharing their congratulations. And Val will be just going through these, getting paler and paler. Yeah, and but paler. he'll be getting follows. He'll be getting mad for like all the other guys. He'll be talking to, <laughs> and the other guys will be all following him. <laughs> God, this guy's hilarious. Like, and uh, and he'll become known as like you know he's fucking yeah you know, like Holmes yeah you know, Valentine's gay stalker or something. <laughs> you know if they if they take him as being actually serious. Uh, Wally Frogmore, they say never meet your heroes. That's a real reason I didn't go to the this weekend league meetup. Yes, of course. Uh, it wasn't at all the fact that flights from Tasmania to Sydney. Cost a fortune, <laughs> yeah. But he missed out, and and I, I was talking to him about flights after. And I was like, look, you know, the grand final weekend's always, yeah, very clearly, yep. When it's when it's on, it's always the same same weekend. Uh, you, know, you can figure it out very very quickly what what it's going to be. Yeah. And the second, you know, what May or when you know whenever flights for that bracket go on sale, get on them. Just buy the, you know, the, I don't know. I mean, there may not be yeah. such a thing for for Tasmania, you know, to Sydney, but you, just, you know, just buy the, just buy the seventy nine dollar flights or whatever. You know, and you then buy. realistically, if something comes up, unless you never ever want to take another airplane flight ever again for the rest of your life, yeah, can the flights take an airline credit? And there you go. Yeah, and if you got to, if anything has to change, you know, minor. I mean, it only costs like fifty bucks to change the, yeah. the flight anyway. So, basically, excuses a week. Yeah, fuck yep. your excuse. She's weak. Yep. Um, the base chapo is that I think it's stepdad's fault for, that everything got loose as fuck yesterday. Hashtag twill hangover. That's the blame there for that espresso tequila, I reckon. Yeah. Because you were the first one to throw those out into people. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then people, then, then people loved them and started buying them themselves. <laughs> they must have gone through a couple of bottles of that shit, actually, because, I mean... <laughs> They just start people get people get going back for thirds and you know whatever. So I've got shares in that company. So that's yeah, how we. That's good. <laughs> First taste is free. I'm Timmy McIntyre. A massive shout out to this week in league for a great catch up yesterday. Thanks to all Twill Nation was involved. I'll buy RJ a few drinks. 2017. Nice work. Nice. Why are you getting a few drinks in 2017? I have no idea. Well, you must have done something like. 
Maybe he's... Uh, well, it's like call back to his old... He's, I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, I'm not gay, but espresso tequila is... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just looked to assess the situation, decided I'd had enough. <laughs> Tall Hayden, real dad's jeans run through me, fell asleep before kickoff, came to life at halftime. <laughs> and, um, Tall Hayden was... He was... Well, I've got to say, he's one of the first two there because we walked in the door. Yep. And and Tall Hayden and Shana were there already. Jugs on the table. Jugs on the table and, and through through jugs. Effort, and, yeah, great effort, great effort. No wonder. Um, Super Grover Four. I'm sure there was WD forty in those tequila shots. <laughs> great meet up, you loose hookers. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see Super Grover too because I didn't expect I didn't expect to see him, but he's like he he's like a meet up veteran from before meetups even existed. Yeah. Like we met him the first time at the 2011 Grand Final, and we were sort of like you know we're at this bar. This was this was the first time we'd actually organised anything, and it was just like you know when we get to the ground, we're at this bar. If anyone wants to catch up for a beer, you know, come around. So probably had about 20 people come around. And I'm not even sure what the story was, how Supergrover found himself there, but we'd never even met him. He'd never listened to the show. We didn't, none of, no one followed each other on Twitter. Literally met him for the first time then, and it's after that you know we followed yeah, each other on nice. Twitter, and then we, you know then we became mates, and then. I remember the next, uh, when was it, in 2013, there was no meet-up that, that year either. I went down because it was Manly, was in the grand final, and that year I was f- fucking blind. That was, like, went to the players' function after the game, and me and a mate walked out of there after players and everybody. We were almost the last people standing at the whole thing at 6 o'clock in the morning when Harbour Diggers closed. Jesus. And... That was, and then I got up at seven thirty or something. We went to, we slept for an hour. Went went to Circular Key to get something for breakfast. And before we got our flight at nine, and Super Grover and uh, and he was one of the dudes there after that. Wow, so um, okay. And um and Solzy as well dude. actually. Yeah. So uh yeah he's he's a, a veteran before before the the meetups were yeah. even th- even things. So yeah um, uh, Peco Nicolo. <laughs> LOL this week in league vernacular Eagles uh, he cunts his own players every <laughs> JT and you're going to cut it up big time with the feeder be still my beating heart <laughs> and he was the only dude that like picked out my hoodie as well like where it came from as well so um, much respect and a very good to meet you sir uh, Troy under nine underscore 79 avoiding podcasts but ended up listening to this week in league then almost crashed my car when I heard that the Sharks winning would be a fairy tale fuck me dead Look, I don't think either of us actually said that. No, I did. I think we may have... Did, no, no, you know, no, But did you say it? You didn't I, no, I said the media loves a, yeah, a yeah. fairy tale. And that was this year's grand final Yeah, you're story. not saying... You're not saying... Me, I do Jay, not, I do my not, personal opinion no. is if the Sharks were to win the grand final, it would be a fairy tale. It would not be a person, personal fairy no, tale. Exactly. It would be something that is portrayed as a fairy tale in the narrative of the grand final. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I immediately forget everything that's said on this show. The second we press stop, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm done with the episode. Until some cunt reminds me of a Titans membership. Well, some cunt says something, and then I'm like, I, "What was that again?" And then I have to go back and listen. And go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we did and that, that was one of the other reasons that I, uh, I picked the, the sharks over the storm. Was it? I would have preferred to to be reading about the fairy tale rather than seeing Cameron Smith's Terminators. smug fucking bum chin. And how's he? The, and the, yeah, look. His speech, his concession speech was was fine. Don't get me wrong, but why is Cameron Smith fucking Nelson Mandela? Because he gave credit and was gracious to the winning side. Every fucking captain in every grand final that's ever been played yeah. has has done a version of that speech. Yep. His version may have been a better version of it, but it was no more fucking gracious than no. You know what I mean? Like it was. 
it's weird that that guy gets such a fucking pass on his on-field country. Yeah. Because he's got the fucking... Did you see the You Can't Touch Smith YouTube clip? No, I did not. I'll show it to you another time. All right, you'll talk me through I'll, it. Give me, you mentioned it now, so you have to talk me through it a little bit. You know bit. the guy that did the That's From Queensland song? Yes, yes. He's done another one. Yeah. The tune of the MC Hammer Classic. Yep. You can't touch this. Yep. If I say MC Hammer Classic, do I have to say the name of the song? Cause, <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, yeah, so the MC Hammer Classic, Too Legit to Quit. That doesn't make sense, what? <laughs> um, called You Can't Touch Smith. Okay. And it's about how much of a pass he gets. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. All right. That guy's Dennis Carnahan or something, yeah. isn't he? Or... Funny dude. Yep. Um, oh, we'll look it up, though. Uh, Cassidy Aiden. Great episode, especially when Nate flared up on my tweet. Thanks, guys. Yes. Sam the Warden. Was there a hint of longing in Stepdad's voice when he said, imagine all the stilettos on the red carpet tonight? <laughs> <laughs> good catch up with Sam, too. It's good catch up with everyone. Fantastic. Mr. Underscore Wars. And... Uh, <laughs> Got way too caught up in the This Week in League Bane grand final hypothetical. Missed the next 10 minutes of the pod just playing it out in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aussie Chuck Bravo. Everyone who hated Dexter's finale and and feels equally about the Melbourne Storm need to listen to the grand final preview of This Week in League. (laughs) It all came to pass through. Um, Arpopsh. Nate, occasionally you're trolling a sensational example this week and Jason Taylor's handling of poor Robbie. It's actually offensive to say that, that my heart felt tell you what opinions are trolling frankly he was uh, fantastic at the meetup as well he was he was I wasn't expecting him to be down this year until was that longest distance is that officially the award for longest distance it it would have to be right yeah because he's he's like North Queensland so like some other people did probably a tougher trip like driving from Canberra yes yeah like Life of Thiday and and the other lads that came up yep Um, but um yeah yeah, uh, great it, effort. Yeah, great effort. Great effort. And yeah, I, I, I legit wasn't expecting him to, to see him there either until uh, he messaged on uh, Facebook or something, you know, and said he was going to be there. So it was, yeah. it was a good surprise. Um, Rob sold out. We used to do shoeys at Thriller in Brizzy for a new pair of vans. <laughs> Jesus. What is Thriller? I'm trying to pick the era of it. E- I don't even. It's because, like, I fucking go back on the Brisbane clubbing as, a, as wow. an underage person okay. I, go, I go way back and I don't remember Thriller so shoot us a tweet and let us know either roughly where it was or what it's and what it's called become. now yeah, yeah yeah just so I try and place it in time because I mean I can re- I can tell you like everywhere like I mean what is even the stock exchange called is, what's, it, what's it called now the stock exchange because I can remember you know, I can go back through time when it was like 131 club 131 and Charlotte's and all that sort of shit yeah, you, no, can, you okay. can do that yeah you wouldn't no. be able to go back that far no. and you wouldn't know about patches or anything all, all those places no yeah, so, like, I go way, I'm fucking, I'm neck deep in this fucking, in this nightclub shit in Brisbane, but I don't recall, I don't recall Thriller, so you're going to have to give me the, uh, maybe it's a, a goal, I was just saying in Brizzy though, I mean, if it's a Gold Coast one, fair, fair shout, because like, I wouldn't have a fucking clue about down there. Who knows, Thriller? But, yeah. Fuck. Uh, kick at the hunt. This Week in League is the best NRL pod by a long margin, if you think otherwise you're wrong, and you can go shove a stiletto heel right up your jap eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, recreationally, <laughs> go for it, fuckers. I, I really wish that we had like a book out and we could just put that on the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe for next season, I'll do a poster, like a season release poster. And that's <laughs> Except I won't attribute to Kick at the Hunt, I'll attribute it to like something like, you know, the mole. <laughs> 
Ray Warren. <laughs> With, with your permission, of course, I uh, kick it. Um, Mr. Wars finally uh, had to give him the last word. He's been very very quiet last week. He's like, on the grind. Since, yeah, he's well, yeah, on the grind. Chase a dollar Bali. dollar. In Bali, couldn't be a more perfect time. We'll be handing my missus, <laughs> handing my missus out to villas of NRL teams <laughs> in hope for strong seed to raise as my own. <laughs> this week in X-Fact is just a little bit. Life is a thigh day. I can hear my mum getting vocal for the X Factor in the other room at all, but confirms that you aren't my real stepdad. <laughs> uh, Trent Slats, again, uh, he's he's basically quote tweeted, uh, or he's actually put in a screenshot of a comment from James Gavay of the currently of the Warriors, so that uh, maybe he should just at you next time. And his quote was. Talking about the talking about who they yeah. picked to be the winner of the grand final, it would have to be Cronulla. They've got a bit of X factor and a bit more hungry. <laughs> they haven't been there. Oh, fuck now. So uh, even people like James Gavay, yeah, run straight cut. People, yeah, well, people who are who, you know, because you know when a player gets the shits and they're like, oh, how many games have you played? I mean, like James Gavay is he's he's on the borderline of like not even being able to say <laughs> that to a civilian. <laughs> and even and even he's he's uh, subtweeting you about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this week in Luke Dawn, thanks very much to the boys. Um, it, it seems that over the with the ESL stuff, it's all going to wrap up similar. Yeah. It's going to work up uh, pretty much perfectly for us. Uh, I think their last one will be for next week, and uh, it'll you know we'll, we'll throw it in on the uh, the live show next week, or it may not be in the live show next week. It may just be in the uh, may throw it in the edited version afterward, mm-hmm. like like we do. Because I'm just trying to think of the implicate the. You know, technical issues and everything in doing that. Every year we do the live show, I have to figure out how to fucking <laughs> set it up properly so it works. And, and, you know, running the music through there and all that sort of shit. So that's great. I'm looking forward to that next week again. <laughs> but take it away, boys. And uh, yeah, don't forget at Super League Pod. I know a lot of you got on there already this year. So um, if you haven't, Get do it. Them. Thanks once again, gents. Tom and Mark from the Super League Pod here to keep you updated on all things ESL this week in Luke Dawn. We start with Thursday night semi-final. It was Warrington 18, St. Helens 10. There were scintillating displays from both fullbacks, tough uncompromising work from both packs, and a little sprinkle of razzle-dazzle for Wire's future immortal as well. None of that was relevant to the post-game fallout, though, as one of the biggest games of the year was marred by refereeing controversy, both on the field and in the video ref booth. A probable Tom Lynham knock-on in grounding the ball wasn't referred up, giving Wolves an 18-10 lead with 15 minutes to play. That woke the Saints up and their pressure led to a Dominic Peyro effort going up to the screen with minutes remaining. Sent up no try, it came back no try, despite everyone watching thinking they could see the ball hit the line. There was to be no comeback and in fairness, Warrington probably deserved the win and a place in the Super League Grand Final. And on Friday night, Wigan confirmed that they will be in their fourth consecutive grand final following their 28 points to 18 semi-final victory over Hull. The Warriors didn't have it all their own way, though. Despite leading 14-0 at half-time, Wigan found themselves 18 points to 16 down with less than 20 minutes left thanks to Steve Michaels' fingertip try for Hull. Wigan have been here before, though, and it was a 1-2 try combo from Hooker Sam Powell and fan favourite Anthony Gelling that extinguished Hull's hopes and booked the Warriors a spot on Saturday night's grand final showpiece. 
This Saturday saw the second annual Million Pound Game. In terms of dramatic finishes, the 2015 NRL Grand Final has nothing on this relegation decider. After 78 minutes of a brutal physical encounter, Hull KR led 18-10 and Louis Karma was looking like striking back as the wife beater had seen his last two passes hit the ground and hand over possession. Luckily for Salford fans, their side had other heroes to overcome Louis Karma in a Morgan Thurston matching level of drama. First, Josh Griffin put nine levels in the in to make it 18-14. Then from the next set in the final minute, Griffin broke free up the field again. This time the ball was spread across the field with former Tiger Mark Flanagan throwing the final defence splitting pass as the hooter went. Gareth O'Brien missed the conversion from out wide, sending the game into golden point extra time. And in Salford's first set of the extra period, O'Brien unleashed from almost 50 metres out to score a match-winning drop goal that will go down in history as one of the most crucial and spectacular of all time. It ended 18-19 to Salford, who retained Super League status for 2017. Uh, general stuff down definitely down to the final memberships now so I fucked up last week and when I said there was like um, four large or something now there is one small and two large left and that is it uh, also when I was looking in the in the gear the other day I noticed there's tons of spare wristbands and stubby coolers so I obviously made you know extras of those so if anyone wants those let me know I'll put them up or I could do them like as a set like a, a wristband and a stubby cooler or something like that or you know set stubby coolers whatever let us know and because um, I just want to get them out of the house basically so um yeah, good deals to be had. Uh, Rob sold out uh, tweeters and said uh, his uh, membership pack arrived just in time for him to get home sick, get get sent home sick from work, and make good use of the stubby holder. Fantastic! How are you getting sent? What are you, are you putting Lucasade in it, or like, <laughs> or you're actually like <laughs> faking it <laughs> and just going home to get pissed? I prove either way. Look, Pedialyte or whatever it is, like Hydrolyte. When you cut yourself, you know what? What do they rub on it to mm-hmm. disinfect it? That's true. You know? Yeah. Iodine. Is that what you're saying? No, an alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know what sort of fucking strange drinking habits you had growing up on the main streets of Brizzy. Well, on Year 11 camp, a kid actually drank some isocol. Wow. He was in a, like, almost in a fucking coma. We were holding him up in front of fire, just like getting smoking. So, I was trying to wake him up because we were like, this is going to be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of wake up. Yeah. <laughs> remember, you, know, you know the old um, the toothpasting thing? No. Like where you'd put toothpaste in someone's hand. Oh, yes, Tickle yes. their nose yep, and they'd yep, yep. do it. We did all of that, but they used to do it with deep heat. Fuck, that's brutal. And they did it to this kid who nobody knew but had, you know, chronic asthma. That oh, and it's... Oh. He, he managed very it's closely. Like closed his air, it's closed his, his airwaves. So, and yeah, he sort of like sat bolt upright and this and... Oh. Yeah, there were ambos and... Jeez. <laughs> regrets, it was horrible. Year 11 camp was fucking loose. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Like putting like tins of tins of baked beans in the fire and everything, just like launching them, you know, when they when they pop. But the thing is, they'd launch, they'd be super heated at this point, and you're launching them into a campsite with just fucking nylon tents everywhere, <laughs> so they're just melting their way through tents. And shit. Oh, plus there's a whole oh, a whole whole other story about the black market trading that we had to do to get alcohol. It was it was it was like it was like that movie Snatch. It was like me and my mate were like Turkish and, <laughs> and Tommy. It's like we go and like get puddings off these guys that they didn't want, and you know trade them for loaves of bread with these with these guys, and for loaves of bread these guys would pay us money for that, and then eventually we end up with the guys that had like the seven fifty vodka and the seven fifty whatever, and buy X amount, of them. <laughs> just like bartering our way. That was funny. Um, 
but yeah so if you want uh, any of those stubby calls let me know final memberships uh, that's it yeah, as far as the you know the full sets with the shirts and everything it's one small and two large and that is the end of the story and uh, that's basically it News, couple of, of discussion points this week. Don't want to get too much into the the fairy tale grand final aftermath stuff. We'll get around that. But um, we'll talk about the game. We'll talk about the game itself. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people can do shoeies and you know, fucking whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Pass out the sand. I was surprised to see that cross the next morning, like on Sky News or whatever we were watching yeah. in the hotel room, and there wasn't just corpses all over the beach. Yeah, like, the, and it, there wasn't even any fucking rubbish there. No, and it's and you know that the news the news service would have been panning around that that anchor. Yeah. Well, that sorry, that reporter trying to find an angle that actually did have yeah. like you know passed out drunk you bodies give and it stuff. Something. Yeah. So there was nothing. It was just it was pristine. Yeah. Um, the first story though. Uh, the Kangaroos have named their squad, and New, New Zealand have also named their squad for the um, the upcoming Four Nations uh, over in uh, in the UK in uh, in November. And uh, the Kangaroos, obviously, these teams are never as strong as they could be because there are a lot of players who defer surgery to the end of the season, or you know, or get injured, or you know, whatever. That's fine. But the the most notable part was that they actually made a point of saying Andrew Fafita and Sammy Radradra were not considered for selection in the side because of investigations that are ongoing for off-field conduct. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew Fafita, I get that. He's already been done for the ref abusing thing. Uh-huh. He's already been done for the Kieran Loveridge meeting thing. Has it been done? And he's, well, I mean, it, it's it's been revealed that he's been doing it. He hasn't yeah. been punished for it, but, yeah. but it's a fact that he's yep. done, he's yep. doing it. And it's a fact that he's had, like, the FKL on his, yeah. on his, um, yeah. taped around his arm, which reminds me of Shunder, which is fucking hilarious. Another <laughs> great story, but, um, <laughs> we won't go into it. Um, but look, the first thing is, I think as a basic principle, Without getting before we get into the before we start nitpicking yep. the application of it as a basic principle, I think it's great. And if it goes down to origin as well, I think it's great that the NRL starts to do things that position themselves as to what they're willing to accept in terms of player conduct yes. and a way that they that they can control the punishment. You know, if you know, if not yeah. the club itself, like because the clubs don't tend to go. Yep. You know, they'll, they'll sort of find guys and stuff like that. That's fine. But I think removing the carrot of representative yeah. football is fucking massive. Yes. And it's a good thing. And, and I think it's a, it's a great thing. And it, I think unless some player gets a massive bug up their ass about it and tries to challenge it in court, yeah, I think it's, it's going to, you know, I think it's it's great. You know what? There's so many different parts of society where, where the only explanation for, for certain acceptance for certain memberships is must be a fit and proper person. Yep. And... If they can get away with those, yep. there's no reason the NRL can't get away with a similar sort of tact yep. to wear the Australian jersey. You would notice that they didn't actually go as far as saying anything about we don't believe they have the right traits or the right character or yep. because of these ongoing investigations. All it was was the ongoing investigation. They didn't uh, they didn't make any assertions or assumptions about yep. the, the relative the guilt or the or you know, or whatever. 
absolutely fine. And yep. I agree with you. I'm 100% fine with that. There is the obvious noise that you have a convicted criminal. Sex offender. Sex offender in Blake Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't want this to be fucking twisted around and make it sound like I'm defending Blake Ferguson because I'm not. My feelings on my wishes for his testicles to be ruptured. Yep. You know, coming out of a scrum were, are well publicised. Mm-hmm. But they have to start somewhere. Yeah. They have to start somewhere. And if they do start somewhere, there's going to be kick up from, you know, the the objectors to everyone that has done it before. Yep. It doesn't make your objections any less valid. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make your hatred of Blake Ferguson any less valid. Yep. He's still the fucking scum of the earth. Yep. But I, I think you should be applauding the decision to move the game in that direction. Yep, definitely. And yeah, Blake Ferguson's the obvious one shouldn't be there. And I mean, and it's the ongoing investigation thing that's the, the clause. I mean, he's obviously not subject to an ongoing investigation. But if you look at the players that they did pick, players over the last couple of years that have been, you know, like Darius Boyd, Josh Dugan, Blake Ferguson, yeah. Jake Friend, yeah, Greg Inglis yeah. has had his, his issues in the past. A bunch of them. So it's a good start. I think it's an excellent start. Uh, I, I think the real test will be... Uh, if and when, and touch wood, it doesn't happen. Yep. Um, the superstar gets done. Yep. You know, Jonathan Thurston had his drunken night out in Brisbane. Yeah, you know, a little while ago. Yep. Uh, but let's say let's say Jonathan Thurston gets done for something akin to what Sammy Rodrada is being investigated for. Mm-hmm. If they stick to their guns and drop him, then I think that would be a, a good win moving forward. And Thurston's Thurston, given his comments, he would probably recuse himself from even being selected because he come out today saying oh yeah we you know me yeah. and senior if players fully support this yep. and if he didn't he'd be a hypocrite so. yep yep exactly um has overshadowed however the um glaring omission of the number one jersey for a one uh hot sauce Jay Tedesco uh, yep it which has. I thought was a fucking strange choice it also there, there are some strange choices in there uh, also there's no Gallon and Paul and and Corey Parker, which are great because clearly it it indicates that they're you know going through generational change yep. and they want to look to the future rather than you know keep keep bringing the past. Yep, and that's why of course they put Sam Thiday in. <laughs> if they're going through generational change, that's another perfect candidate. Yeah, to to move on to move on. Um, but yeah, or do you count him now as the senior player? Well, you know, yeah. Okay, so you got, you like, go you got your Matt, you got your, you got your Thurston, you got Matt Scott. Yep. Okay, who else would be a senior? Because Greg Greg Ingles would be considered a senior player. Cameron Smith, of course. Yep. Darius Boyd, Cronk. That's pretty much it, though. I mean, it's just your spine guys. Yeah. And everyone else is fairly newish. Yeah. But um, good to see Maloney get a nod in the Fantastic. squad. Fantastic. See how he well goes deserved. in terms of yeah, how much uh, game time he gets. But uh, definitely very deserving, I think. A man um, saw out on the wing. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the best winger of the year. So you know, well done there. Yep. Now we look at the New Zealand side. Lewis Brown. How's that motherfucker get selection in any squad? He wouldn't even been get he wouldn't have even been selected in Manly's top seventeen players of the year squad. Yeah. If such a thing existed. How the fuck New Zealand must that to me it just says that their boom is over. He's their played, golden generation is over. He's played in the centres for you guys all year. He's played all over the place and shit in all of them too. Yeah, because he's had no synergy. He's had no time to adapt. He's had a fucking season. 
Seven he can season fifty to different positions. Mate. Like he's not Matt Moylan, who can excel at fullback and then excel at state of origin level in the halves. He's not, like Matt, he's, Mo- not Matt he's, he's not like Matt Moylan at all, where like he's, where he he can excel in club football and fucking <laughs> lose a, lose a test, lose a representative series for his team. Because guess what, Lewis Brown will lose a representative season series for his team. However, didn't excel at club football. <laughs> There's the difference that we're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely fucking potato. But um, you know, whatever. New Zealand, it's your fucking loss. Guess you're going home without anything. Nothing except a few, uh, a few steel knocks and Red Bull. Rapana got a nod. Yeah, that's. I yeah, thought that's that was great. very well deserved. Of course, obviously, amazingly well deserved. Got anything else you want to comment on those squads? No. Look, I, um, it, it's tough. You know, the, yep. the rugby league season's long. It's grueling. It's a, a demanding contact sport. I don't know when the right time is to have these international matches. You know, um, got to have at the end of the year like this, especially if you want to have like a prolonged tour thing. You know. Yeah, but then you get that exactly what we said before. You get players who are out with long-term surgeries, and you yeah. never really get. Yeah, well, you don't get. You never, you never necessarily get your top side. But guess yeah. what? It mostly affects Australia. Yeah, exactly. You can feel three sides that could win. Yeah, against anyone. Point. So I'm, I'm happy for us to come back to the field a little bit. And if you look at the the team that we've, the squad we've got, I mean, it's probably going to be one of the stronger post-season sides we've put together yep, definitely yeah, in recent history so I agree uh, and like I love these tours you know at the end of the year yeah the, I mean yeah, players I, are, I, oh, I would I like to we play too many games but you know yeah. go switch to fucking soccer then I, see you um, like playing the EPL <laughs> play baseball play 160 yeah. games motherfuckers see you like that I, I would like to see more teams picked on form rather than you know incumbents but well it seems they've try, tried to kind of <coughs> there are players that are never going to get dropped until the time until they they elect it. You know, things like your your Smiths and your Thurstons and Cronks and so forth. Other than that, yeah, though, exactly. I mean, no bringing guys in like up. Shannon Boyd and stuff. I mean, you know, these these are these are good positive moves. Getting like guys like like Clemmer and um, and Frizzle and you know these you know, younger but, guys yeah, in as well. It's good. Again, Tedesco was obviously the Tedesco form, is a weird the he's form a weird, attacking fullback yeah. of the competition this year. Yeah. And he's he is been, a weird omission, though. Yeah, like, he's the one. He's the glaring and, and played under for me. played under Mal in the Prime Minister's eleven. Yep. Two weeks ago, you know, did he call Mal a cunt in training or? Don't know. Don't know. Tell him he shopped at his wife's dress shop in Coffs Harbour once, and maybe he just maybe he said like you know, it's crazy. He talking about his off-field conduct stuff, you know, yeah. and you know how's Bevan going? Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Not that showing solidarity there, Mel. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Or should I say, Fafita Senior? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, the, well. only, the only other real story I want to talk about here is because it's because people want me to talk about it. Is this fucking Bureauate thing? I just want to dispel some stuff as well. For those who live under a fucking rock, for whatever reason, Jamie Bureau has been released from uh, you know his contract to take up a, a, a couple of year deal with Newcastle. The flip side to that deal is that, that Uate leaves Newcastle and comes down to Manly. I know that Newcastle are paying a lot of money for Uate, which yep. is, you know, not, not it's not as favourable or, you know, it's not as beneficial for us as the, the deal that South have got with Farrow where he's getting a lot of fucking money paid. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but... Obviously, some, I'd, I'd like to think that something's going on between him and Nathan Brown. That has he had know, a has, downgrading contract since his rep days, or you reckon he's on the money he was around about? Uh, look, I don't know for sure, but I 
this, what I've heard is, is that he's probably getting about five hundred grand, of which we are not paying more than two hundred, and I think that's probably that's probably fair market value. Yep. And then Newcastle kicking in the rest. So okay. I don't feel like they've beneficial. They've they've. I don't feel financially they've saved a fuckload. We we haven't taken a fuckload of money off their table, mm. but. They got Bureau who they you know absolutely need. I mean, they fucking need like decent back rowers, but you know, here's us with Lewis Brown, and <laughs> apparently we're good. Um, now, there's also talk that this has cleared a bit of cash for for the two names. I, I heard that Greg Bird was a certainty was coming. Since then, there's been a talk escalating, uh, especially you know some former Manly players have mentioned this as well about Curtis Sirinan. And you just wonder, and with players like this, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because, especially with Curtis Sirinan, we already know that Jason Taylor's a cunt. Yeah. And, and if he thinks a certain way about certain things, then that person may not get an opportunity regardless of how they're going. Yeah. But I haven't seen any West Tigers fans broken up about the you know, potential demise of Curtis Sirinan. It's a fucking dangerous personality trait to have. Yeah. The, the, the inability to change your position on something yep. when given new information mm-hmm. or a different set of circumstances yep. Yep. can be fucking catastrophic, especially yep. in a sports team. But this Bureau thing has to be... It's its not even polarising. Like, I don't... It's like... I i searched long and fucking hard on the, on the replies on Facebook and Twitter to the press release from the official accounts. Incidentally, I'm not blocked by Manly anymore, so I don't know what happened there. I think they may have did a mass amnesty because none of my accounts are blocked anymore. Wow. So, whatever. I mean, you know, you're going to start offloading players like Bureau, maybe you're going to have to block me. Because, <laughs> but look, I could not find... Maybe the digis need some overtime. <laughs> maybe. I couldn't find a single fucking comment in favour of this move. Not one. And that's that's rare. I mean, normally you'll get people that are kind of like the Pollyanna fucking... You know, always, oh, you know, the only way, if you're a good supporter of the club, the only way you can be a good supporter is if you never criticise them ever. Yeah, you know, and no, like no player's bigger than the club. Which, yeah, and... I've seen a couple of apathy. And, and, like, and let me tell you, that is such fucking bullshit. That whole, you know, you're not a true fan if you don't... If, if you criticise the club, you're not a true fan. Bullshit. You're not a true fan if you just fucking accept everything. Yeah. You, you know, what you, what you are is, like, you're fucking lobotomised fucking... <laughs> you're, bot- you're you're like you're, you're like Jack Nicholson in fucking one yeah, flew over the cookies, cookies nest. You're fucking lobotomized captive at, to your rugby league club, and you need a big ass motherfucking Indian to come and put a pillow over your face to fucking release you into some <laughs> Native American, <laughs> I believe. And you better be fucking careful because there is one listener to the show who, due to the t-shirt he was wearing, might be very offended at that comment. I thought it was Injun. Is that, <laughs> is that was a term? <laughs> but yes. Yeah. I could I could have met this is Australia. We're a multicultural country. It could have been someone from India, man. No, you were well, friends of the character like, and one yeah. of the cuckoos next to was Native American. Or <laughs> well, maybe it was a woman. Maybe I'm remaking it. Maybe I'll put fucking Ghostbusters 2016 on this shit. Maybe it was fucking Melissa McCarthy. How you like that? Get that picture. <laughs> Maybe that fucking that annoying bitch with the fucking yellow glasses on. I don't even know what her name is, but she, she was annoying. Yeah, I saw it. Fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> where was I? I digress. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. You yeah you. 
I, I believe that the people who accept everything the club does without question or criticism yep. deserve to be suffocated to death. That's pretty much the bottom line there. Gotcha. Now, um, the other true fans who actually want to see the club do the best. They want the best for the club. And this is a ridiculous. I'm not going to mention names. But people know who I'm talking about if, you, if you're in the know. But mainly for the last four or five seasons have done like at the at the yearly awards nights you know where they give out them you know the, like the, the members player of the year and you know yep. players playing like bullshit rookie year they do a member of the year thing like and um and it with the exception of one year I mean every everyone's one's been you know a very good friend of mine and the the winners this year were a mother and daughter joint winners who travel a long distances four hours plus each way to go to every fucking rookie game and they go to many, many, like pretty much all of the away games as well, like including New Zealand and, you Fuck, know, towns, yeah, okay. you know, that, that sort of thing. And, um, happened to, the the, the girl has the you know, the banner, the beautiful manly banner. Jamie Bure is no event. Very good friends with Jamie Bure in real life, obviously, because she's, you know, sort of championed him and, you know, like, yeah. made, you know, he's her guy, you know, in the team. And so she's, you know, privy to a lot of, you know, to a lot of sort of stuff. And and I could tell you for a fact that he, this dude, a, a Western Sydney raised, yeah. manly fan, is not a fucking easy thing to be. Yeah, lives his dream, finally gets to play for the club that he's actually supported. It's not like a club that he fucking loves because he's played there. It's a club that he supported before rare. he played yep. there. Which and and believe me, this is not what he wanted. <laughs> This is not what, not what he wanted to happen at all. So, but, you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, apparently Bozo's trying to remove the, you know, the last vestiges of the of the old the old manly culture, if you will. Um, and you know what? I fucking... The one that used to win. I, I love that culture. That culture was fucking grand finals every other year and, you know, won a couple of grand finals. You know, 40 nils. It's, it's fucking... It's great-ass fucking culture. Yeah. I mean, why do you want to change that? I don't know. But, um... Iwate could. I'm not ruling out the fact that Iwate potentially had like a uh, like a Conrad Harrell situation or something like that, yep. where he's him and the and the coach for whatever reason didn't see eye to eye. Yeah, and maybe this lights a fire under him, and then he comes out and excels. Uh, I don't know if it's going to fix his fucking eyeball problems. I don't know if it's going <laughs> to fix him coming in off his fucking wing, but who knows? Maybe it'll be a vintage Iwate year, and, and maybe we go well. Fucking, you know the, the feeling yeah. I get from Iwate. I've spoken before about ability players and effort yep. players. Yep. He, growing up, was a dead-set ability player. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was blindingly fast. Yep. Um, you know, had a knack for finding space, had fantastic footwork, and limitless energy during a game. Yep. Like, he'd make three or four breaks of 60-plus metres and, yep. and be fine to keep going. Yep. I don't think he ever had a, a work ethic instilled into him for a you know a proper training regime. Yep. And now that he's getting on... Yep. The talent's not there. The speed's not what it used to be. I don't think he brings as much to a football team unless somebody lights a rocket under him. Maybe he can be. Maybe he can be like a Lottie Takiri for us. Meaning he'll do fucking nothing for the entire time we get there. And potentially then- loses the preliminary final, and then he'll move to another team and fucking somehow jag his way onto the seventeen and win a grand final. <laughs> maybe that'll happen. I don't know. And now that's my fucking fairy tale. Yeah. And, uh, and and Greg Bird, uh, you know. Can I tell you, I have heard, and this is only conjecture, yep. from somebody I know who is close to the club, yep. um, but just conjecture, is that Greg Bird went to uh, Old Neely for a pay rise. <laughs> yeah, I know where you heard this from. 
<laughs> straight from straight from me, who I heard it straight from the mouth of a, one of the players' fathers. No, no, <laughs> heard, no, 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 it wasn't from you. I heard this straight from the mouth of a Manly player's father. Okay. And he went to Neil Henry and said, I want a pay rise. And Neil Henry said, look, I'm not the right guy to talk to. You need to go to the admin. But if they come and ask me, I'll tell them to fucking move you on because you're not getting another fucking cent. Yeah, and I verified that mm-hmm. with a guy who was close to the club. Yep. And it wasn't as brutal as that. <laughs> um, but Apparently, apparently, like, the, the, Neil also dictated and said, look, every fucking week is something else with you. You're either suspended on the field yep. or there's some ridiculous shit happening off field. Yep. And he's like, and he said, "Not worth, not worth the hassle." So, if they ask me, that's what I'm going to tell him. Yeah, yeah, but pretty, pretty much said to him, um, you, "You're not in the plans long term, mm. so yep. don't go pushing too hard." Yeah. So it wasn't as brutal the version yeah. I heard when I asked, <laughs> yeah. but um, same yeah. matter. Yeah. So uh, look, and you know, Greg Bird or fucking or Curtis Siren, I've I've got no preference. It's all fucked. Um, I don't know. That's it. Probably not. Like, like I'm very, fu- I'm still very tired, and my voice is starting to crack up a bit. So, it's, it's. I mean, it, I probably, didn't, I probably, probably didn't give the manly fans out there what they wanted. <laughs> it does a fucking blow up. Also, it's, you know, it's late. Kids are asleep. Yeah, I've changed. I'm mellow. You know what? Don't don't hate you, RD, because he cost you bureau. Yeah, hate him when he doesn't perform. Exactly. And that's right. And like, look, and I and I could speculate into the future all I want that he's going to be a fucking absolute dud and not perform shit. But I'm also prepared to say, look, I don't know that. Yeah, there maybe you'll maybe you'll surprise the fuck out of me. There were stages this year, you were a Willie Army fan. Yeah, that was you know, kind of more more ironic and <laughs> and tongue in cheek though. <laughs> no one's really a Willie Army fan, are they? Look, you know, if you support Penrith long enough, you get used to taking what positive moments you can. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace them. That's, that's, that's also a potential talk that DWZ comes over our, our way too. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I guess you have, do have a lot of backs in there and they're not all going to fit. We have a lot of backs. It's just strange. It's strange, you know. You, the, Even you know, Mornout picked up fucking Michael Oldfield. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Oldfield, he's got to be cover at best. Fucking hell. I fucking love Oldie though. Sharks fans will love Oldie. <laughs> Oldie's one of the greats. I'll never forget that episode. In fact, it was the Shark Man. It was what preceded the Shark Man 05 thing, where um, the Cronulla were leading Manly 13-0 with about 10 minutes to go. And then Manly score, Manly score a try. And they end up, up getting it back to... Th- did we get it back to 13-13? And Sharks kick it off. Someone grabs a kick off. Jamie Lyon runs, draws players in. Kicks ahead to Oldie, who steams down the sideline, picks up the ball, scores, and Manly win 19-13. Fucking happy days. There we go. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then Sharkman 05 wanted to kill my dog, and <laughs> my missus left me out, my dog got murdered, <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. That's old school episode shit, though. If you've been around for a while, you'll know about the Sharkman incident. Fuck, it was good. Good times. Nice. <laughs> Recaps, and this week in league is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live and has been all season long. The ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips, news scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. And don't forget as well, now that we are truly at the end of the NRL season, to uh, to grab the uh, other Sportsmate app, the Sports Illustrated uh, Pro Football as well. Mm. And, and, and like there's, there's like a 
what a dozen apps anyway so you know more or less oh any so, sport or yeah, hobby you have exactly so like don't be don't feel don't feel chained to what to what we're um to what we re- yeah. uh, we're presenting to you but um like for me it's it's you know nrl and nrl is wrapped up now so then we you know it's, it's nfl season for me so um get in there and grab that app and uh if you want some good stats from the fucking pro football my beloved atlanta falcons dabbed the fuck all over the super bowl runners up carolina panthers on the weekend on Monday morning, our time with um, Matty Ice, the quarterback, throwing for over 500 yards, and uh, Julio Jones grabbing 300 yards receiving, which was like the sixth time in history that that combination of yardage has ever occurred. That's how much they fucked them over. Now, that is good stats. I'll tell you what, yeah. if you're not an NFL fan and you're looking for something to get on, I had a quick squeeze through yeah. what's going on there, yeah. and it's even noob-friendly yeah. in terms of how the app's set out. So, so if you had a, if you had a look through the app, have you have you have you, have you realised yet your folly in choosing the New York Giants as your team? Yeah, I did, but um, you know, hey, you got to pick and stick now. That's it, brother. When it happens, that's it. When it happens, it'll be glorious, and you'll be able to yuck it up like these Sharkies fans and have. If I'm ever to see a uh, a game with my team playing, I won't have to go to fucking Atlanta. Yeah, well, Atlanta's so. fucking great, mate. Go to an Outcast concert while you're there. Some fucking fucking barbecue, <laughs> dirty south bitch. <laughs> you got a Dominique Wilkins statue. Yeah, probably. Probably get a photo in front of that if you want. It's all sort of mad shit. Go up to the Appalachians, get raped by red, fucking fucking inbred inbreds. Go fucking whitewater rafting down. <laughs> Play a banjo. I can see why the state of Georgia sensational. It's got every, it's got something for everyone. I can see why your flight center franchise failed. <laughs> So my um, my former ex ex stepdad, I guess, his brother um, moves over to the states um, many years ago now, probably about probably fifteen years ago now, and he actually started like he's got like a motor uh, like a we call it like a trail bike company thing up yeah. in the mountains up there in Georgia, which is like fucking like for thrill seekers up there who who want to basically learn how to ride trail bikes in a mountainous environment through the bush. With threat, the imminent threat of banjo playing rednecks <laughs> raping your asshole. So, like, it and, obviously you learn fast and easy access to prescription opioids <laughs> if something does go wrong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, way way off topic there. Did you have any particular stats from the grand final you would like to highlight with Sportsmate um, for the final, potentially the final time? Yeah, look, I um, the the game itself displayed this, but I. I just loved going through and seeing really how even it was. Yep. Um, but the key players on each team that made the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, you you look at, you know, Cronulla won the game and they were obviously very, very dominant early on. But the amount of defence the Storm had to do to keep the score that close was, yep. was phenomenal. Yep. And they are known for their defence. Yep. Uh, but for Cameron Smith to make... 70 plus tackles fuck you made that many in a grand final wow um, it's amazing when you're not listening to commentary or anything like yeah, yeah exactly um, so look I, I have very little memory of what he did on the field at the time but yep. on, on the rewatch yep. he was a standout and, and he was probably one of the key reasons the score didn't blow out yep um, in reverse I think say what you want about him off the field uh, but Fafita had one of the better games I've seen. It was more of a, a pure, pure props game. He did less running sideways. There was a bit of that too, the fucking crabby motherfucker. But yep. um, you know, he's 
his runs were hard and they were dominant. They were in the parts of the field they needed him to be. So excellent, fantastic. Excellent. So as always, search for Sportsmate in the App Store, and that will bring up the entire or Google Play, and that will basically give you the. It'll bring up all all of this, all the apps that those guys do, and uh, yeah, download League Live today, and uh, don't forget the Pro Football too. Now we had a couple of games, and I'm not going to recap these games because, honestly, I've, I haven't seen more than highlights for them, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do them justice. But the, the curtain raises for the for the grand final. The Sydney Roosters upset the Penrith Panthers, thirty to twenty eight, uh, in the twenties game, and um, this one Panthers were up twenty eight six at half time, and they've been the dominant side through the season. Yeah. Um, the Roosters have had to do it the fucking hard way actually through the finals as well. I think they played every week yeah. and yeah you know, had some tough games. And uh, they they came back and slaughtered in the second half, and it was uh, the uh, the younger and yeah, maybe better two of us, Sheck, John, who uh, who got the match winner. I'll tell you what though, it's a very positive sign for the young young Panthers that the philosophy of the first grade team in Griffin Ball has filtered down. Yeah, more more than more than the actual. That yeah, they're doing a better job of executing his game plan than the first graders are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To be ahead by that much and then fade that badly. Something that we didn't really see that much, especially in the latter half of the season yeah. from the from the first grade. That's so Premier Griffin Ball. So, <laughs> well, well done, young, young, young Panthers. Good on you, young Panthers. Um, no, young, young Panthers. Well, the, sorry, the, the youngest. The NRL is the young. Yeah, of course. These are the young, young. The young, young. Young, young. So young, young Panthers. Young, young. Young, young. In the... Um, Intrust National uh, Final. Illawarra Carter's 54 to feed the Burley Bears 12. And this one, that was that was one of the only bets I had. Yeah. Because I saw several tweets, and I wish I could remember who it was, but several separate people tweeting who live around the Gold Coast area, put all your fucking money on the Cutters because Burley Bears, had their, they had their Mad Monday. They fucked Jesus. up. Jesus. So obviously winning the Queensland <laughs> Intrust Super Cup was the, the goal for the Burley Bears and the players. And once they won that, I think it's actually really fucking disrespectful. If you're, if you're going to get blind yeah. and not go, well, fuck, here we go, national championship, we've yeah. got one more game to go, let's, you know, all hands on deck, recovery, blah, blah, blah. Why do, you know, let fucking Redcliffe play. I bet you Redcliffe would have given him a better game. Yeah. Like... What about the Jets? Well, f- at least give, like, the other f- grand finals up here the chance. No, I'm saying you see what the Walker Brothers revolutionising rugby league. Yeah, how'd that go this year? Revolution wasn't televised this year, was it? <laughs> you don't get revolutions two years in a row. Yeah, I think it was... Well, I said something on Twitter, like, oh, gee, it didn't really happen this year. Yeah, because maybe, maybe it wasn't the Walker Brothers genius. Maybe it was, like, Matty Parcell and, like, you know, <laughs> Kurt Capewell and some of the other boys that moved on. Um... So this one, yeah, it was like thirty nil at half time. Obviously, some garbage time <laughs> tries to Burley yep. to death. I think it was fifty four six at one stage. I think I think this was happening while I was standing <laughs> out the uh, outside in the bar or out in the outer ring of the, the stadium. You know, at one of those, at one of the the bar, and I buying like you know multiple beers and just like lining them up on the ground in the in the nice. in the cardboard holders. Fuck! Don't want to get on the meet up again, but geez, loose. Um, so yeah, moving on to the main event, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, of course, fourteen won their first premiership ever, defeating the Melbourne Storm twelve. Crowd announced eighty three thousand six hundred twenty five. Sharkies led eight nil at half time, and the points for the overall game went as follows: Barber and Fafita with the tries for Sharkies, Maloney two of two conversions and a penalty goal. The Storm tries for Jesse Bromwich and Will Chambers, Cameron Smith two of two conversions. 
Yeah, firstly, well done to the Sharkies uh, and their fans. Congratulations. And well done for not being a gigantic bunch of cunts on social media. I thought it would be much, 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 much worse. Um, it's like, like it's like they've been funny though. It's that, that's a, I mean they've actually been it's been hilarious and for some reason I don't begrudge them like it, I I don't yeah, quite it's understand. It's almost this self depreciating air of yeah. It's it's strange, but you know, well done. You may actually be human beings at all. But, uh, <laughs> the game's off. The thing I love about like once again, this is a grand final. I don't think outside of Cronulla fans, it's not going to be remembered as like for the entire game being like this, you know, this this classic encounter. It was no. like, it was very defensively minded, but I, I love the fact that like the the Sharks tries, I mean Gee, they fucking earned those tries, like that, and that that barber one, like old fashioned, old fashioned scrum base yeah. play, like fantastic. And for Fido, I mean, I'm, it's it wasn't it wasn't Steve Jackson esque, but because he wasn't carrying guys over the line from ten meters yeah. out, but he was yeah. he hit a brick wall of guys, and he, the way he put the spin move on, changed hands, and you know did you know, like it was just like at all costs get that ball down yeah, and barely exactly. you know get it, it over the line. Just the desperation, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, the storm, I mean, it was a bad laps for them to let Jesse Bromwich do, and that Will Chambers one, fuck, it's just a simple yeah. step back inside, and yeah. you know that that was poor, poor <laughs> work from the Sharkies, but uh, but. I'll tell you what, you, you earn the right for those if you start like they did. Well, you know? this, and the start of their game, I mean, it was it was better than Manly in 2008. I mean, his halftime score was the same, but the, the Sharks had that, they, they, they were, like, first 20 minutes they were kind of at that point. Yeah. Where they really should have been ahead by far more. Yes. Like, at least, maybe give them at least 14. I remember so, that was the, the main topic of discussion yeah. at halftime is, fuck, do you think it'll be enough? Uh, yeah, because it, uh, and as it turned out, it wasn't It wasn't enough. I mean, they need yeah. to pull something extra to, to do it. But, I mean, yeah. credit to the Storm to hold on to the point where they only conceded eight points in a half where they were, like, they were fucking dominated. It was such a fast start from the Sharkies. Yeah. Look, uh, the, the one glaring memory I have from this game mm-hmm. is the the emotion in the crowd. I don't think there was a stage where the fans thought the team was out of it. Yep. And that that's that belief that those players are playing with, with each other and it's contagious yep. and the, the fans have, have got that disease. There's a lot of stress in there was a lot of stress when the storm were up. Oh yeah. Oh my god the stress. There was some stress, but there there was still the hope. Yep. Yep. And I think that was the key difference at the end of it because the scoreline wasn't that different. Yep. The possession stats weren't greatly different. Both of them completed at a very, very high rate. Yep. Uh, but when it came to that last stanza in the game, and that's when players are looking for that extra reserve energy that they didn't know was there or, or yep. a reason to to get up a little bit faster, Cronulla had more to play for than the Storm did. Yep. You know, yeah, definitely. And that's where the the storm bombed at least two chances, just on the back of poor decision making. Oh, and at the end there, I mean, that was that attacking raid was coming at where we were sitting. Yeah, and you could just see like fucking seven on two overlaps and shit. You're like, and no passes. And you're like, how? It, what? <laughs> and like, what's fucking? Cor- I mean, Corbetti, don't get me wrong, he did some amazing try saving shit. Yeah, in that game, but to die with the ball at the end of the game. It's like, did he think he, he he was the one guy charging through a position where it wasn't like an overlap or something? I mean, that's where they kind of had defenders on that left hand side, yeah, yeah, on their left hand side. They had they they had uh, defenders. He needed to be you know chucking it back and getting it to someone 
who is capable of doing some magical shit and, you know, trying to produce something. Yeah. And, I mean, admittedly, those guys too, they had their chances because it did sweep from left to, you know, left uh-huh. to right and, and then right to left again. But, um, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cronk, you know, he's spewing at, you know, Will Chambers for fucking Gandalf and him and that was the game. And I'm sure you, you no doubt would have seen that screenshot at the end where it had... If they had have gone back, like they died with Corabetti on on the on Cronulla's left hand side. Yep. If it had have gone back, if they had instead gone to the right hand side, yep. it was like a Storm guy, and then a Cronulla defender, and then twenty meters, and then Chase Blair on the yeah. sideline just waiting, yeah. like yeah, yeah. So not not only did they blow two chances, but there were multiple choices in, oh, in those that yeah yeah that came through and. And for a team that relies so heavily on its systems and procedures mm-hmm. and knowing what to do all the time, yep. being fatigued as they were, is that's the killer. That's the yep. way you beat those teams. Um, and Cronulla had a fantastic game plan to, to put them off. Still wasn't enough of them to come out and obliterate them, Yep. but they did what they had to do to win. Exactly. Now, a Clive Churchill medalist was sent to Luke Lewis. Fucking fantastic. I think it's fantastic that he got it. I don't necessarily think he was the best player on the field, though. I thought Fafita probably could have been given it. I think I, Luke I thought even Matt Pryor had a fucking... Yeah. Fucking uh, talk about the stellar end of the season. Dual, dual premiership, multiple premiership winning Matt Pryor. That, I mean, that sounds like the most retarded fucking thing you could ever say. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, look... That's not my favourite colour is paint. You like, put it out there. <laughs> Luke Lewis, and you know, we were talking about this on the on the flight home. Yep. Luke Lewis is now the oldest. We weren't talking on the flight home. You were fucking asleep the whole time. We was in the airport when oh, you okay. were fucking pork bunning, and I was <laughs> yeah, trying not to yeah. vomit. Give me that bar me. Um, <laughs> Luke Lewis is the oldest, not necessarily in age, but with gaps between his yep. premierships, because he was with the Panthers in two thousand and three. Yep. yep. Uh, and there's no one left from two thousand and two or or that two thousand and three. Yeah, there's no one left. Um, yep. By him. Yep. You know, he's had a journey. He he got sick of rugby league. He was considering retiring. Fucking cancer survivor. Sick of Penrith. Um, yeah, damn straight. So, <laughs> um, he, I think he does a lot of stuff that he doesn't get credit for, just in his organisational skills and his his impact on other players. That Chad Townsend though, too. He was like, so, that Maloney, they're fucking like. Well, yeah, obviously they won the grand. They got won the grand final. It was great yeah. fucking players across the board, but yeah. I'm happy. With I'm him, happy for him to get it because I think it's a story. It's a great story. Sentimental. Yep. Sentimental. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, but yeah, it could you know, as always, and it could have gone to some other guys as well. Yeah. And you know, and like you said with Cameron Smith as well, you know, beaten players get you know occasionally do get the Clive Churchill as well. Yep. And so you know, there was that that you know that opportunity to I suppose. Yep. Um, you got anything else you want to say about it? No. Look at uh, you know enjoy your win, Sharkies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, the tears. Nearly fucking drowned. <laughs> My God. And you know what the thing is? And I didn't feel bad. I didn't I didn't feel bad about Sharkies winning, even though we've been robbed of our fucking 50 years, one fuck all thing. Didn't feel bad about it at all because immediately when it happened, I could just see their face and they're fucking bawling their eyes out. And I was like, man, I said, I know exactly. This is exactly how, exactly the same way I felt in 2008. Like, it's exactly the same. So I can't begrudge these motherfuckers. I understand exactly what it feels like. Yep. And it's a fucking awesome feeling. So, you know, and plus, you know, we've got so many good friends at the show as well that, you know. Now it's just on to the Titans and the Warriors to win premierships before 50 years. 
yep. so the Sharks can go back to being the shittest team in the NRL. Yeah, but at this stage now, um, you know, immediately after the grand final, com- you know, finished, as the lists were coming out with the you know the droughts, and yeah. Parramatta currently sitting on thirty years, the longest drought, because these other sides, while they have, while I've not won shit, they haven't been around long enough to accumulate thirty years either. Yep. So uh, the pressure's on. Yep. Although you have to say, like, yeah, Eels probably look more likely than the other two still yeah, at this they stage. Do. <laughs> Um, got a couple of tweets. I think most people are too paralytic to, to worry about tweeting, but um, Tall Hayden. Then in May, the Sharks were 10 wins, 2 losses. Everyone wants to drag up old tweets like that Nostra fucking Dharma saying no premiership chance. I love that tweet. M51 Avoider. Well, the cuntiest cunts that ever cunted won and the Holocaust is no longer the worst thing to happen in human history. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, Dragons fan. Now, <laughs> with these t- with these tweets... Parental discretion is advised. Special K online. If you're thinking of having children, turn turn it down now. Yeah, you don't even want you don't even want your sperm to hear this. This will affect right? your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have some shit on a cellular level. Um, special K. I, I thought I, I'm gonna put them all in because you know what, you know they fucking won the grand final, and if you can't have your, if you can't have your filthy tweets read out when you won the grand final, when when will yet will it, when will it happen? In court. He's tweeted he's tweeted many players. <laughs> Or about many players. The first one directly to Valentine Holmes. At least he had some. Shove this is all capitals too. You know you can check our faves to see these. Uh, shove your black cock in my fucking face, you beautiful cunt of a fuck. Shower me in your seed and spit in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. You know when they do those mean tweets and stuff. I just. I don't, it doesn't have any mean tweets. I just want to see fucking Valentine Holmes tweets. Valentine and I, Holmes. And I just want a camera tweets. on him. And present him with a filtered timeline of, of everything that do we know, Do we know the Digi at the Sharks? I Does don't know. Does someone know the Digi at the Sharks? I'm sure someone would. Someone reach out to the Digi at the Sharks. Yeah. And tell them we need that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was more prepared, you know, I would have like, done it myself. Just gone down there to the fan day and said, look. <laughs> and filmed him looking at him. Um, he wasn't finished. He's tweeted again, this time at the storm. He said, uh, Andrew Fafita ruined your life. Put it on a wristband and give me a wristy cunt. <laughs> and finally, he sent one to uh, Paul Gallen himself. Uh, Shit in my missus cunt so I can pretend I'm gay for you. <laughs> Jesus. I do not even apologise. Finally, uh, Cavernous Hope gets the last word. Of course, uh, twin brother of... Uh, of Benny, who we were at the game with. I give him tons of shit, but fuck me, Ben Hecho 43 deserves this win. Never wavered. Hash, up, up, Cronulla. Tell you one thing, the only downside of this fucking, this win, I am very sick of up, up, Cronulla now. Had never heard the, the, yeah. the song in its entirety before. Uh, you know, heard it 350 times yeah. from full-time Hooter to the end of the presentations and everything. And since then, it just... Yeah, it's a shit song. Oh, it's it's a very shit song. It's it's definitely one of those songs that needs to be updated. I mean, like every every rugby league. Well, Don't say that. We get no. someone to do a fucking techno version of it. Look, I'm just trying to think of a, a, a team that doesn't need a song updated. Like Eagle Rock is a fucking classic. Never needs to be updated. That's that's cool. Yeah, but, but that's not your song. That's somebody that's, else's. But song. But that's the song that they that's that's the, like they'll play that after a win though. They play it at Brookie. They play it at the at the grand finals. You know, you that's know, what they play, but that's not your team song. No, but, but, the, is but, the, the, team team song. So, but the team song, that's that's not the song they sing in the sheds either, though. I bet you any money they sing Up Up Cronulla in the sheds. Don't they? No, because the teams have their other fucking songs for that purpose, too. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's team songs and there's team songs. But, um, 
like for example the Broncos one that was like pretty much popped out in 88 and it sounds like it's the worst fucking yeah. you, you, know, you know what I'm saying that Let's Go Broncos song yeah that shit needs a, you know, I think they've even tried to update it as well. They've Haven't redone. They, didn't they just rip that off it's from the same Denver? St- I don't, I, I got I hope not. I well, Denver the, in 88. No, I just get the distinct feeling that everything about the Brisbane Broncos from yeah. a crowd involvement marketing perspective, anything. I don't, it just doesn't sound like the, it, that, you know, that, let's go, it doesn't sound like, no, not to me. Uh, well, that's a Denver catchphrase. Well, yeah, let's go Broncos. There's a team called the Broncos yeah. anywhere in the world catchphrase. I know, but you know that it just—it's so—it's so Australian '80s pop, like that, like the lyrics of yeah, the song and everything like it's that. Fucking bad. It, that's the only thing. It doesn't sound like it's American to me. Yeah, it's, it sounds. There's so many fucking talented musicians or audio people that are fans of rugby league teams. Yep. Who would do it? Fucking probably gratis or yeah, close to gratis. Yep. NRL, fucking lift your game. Well, clubs, clubs, go to your fans. Clubs lift your game. I mean, like, and like I get, I love, I love history and things like that. But I mean, they're like up, up Cronulla. It's like a fucking like uh, World War Two, like you know those magnificent men in their flying machines. It's the same sort of bullshit as that, you know, like yeah. old, like you know, stuff you hear on a you hear on a news broadcast about the oh, go get Jerry boys, <laughs> like that sort of era shit. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Fucking updated or something, you know. If you, especially if you're going to play it like a billion fucking times Although, over the week. Yeah. To the fucking widest club in sports history, a throwback to the 1950s is probably right at home. Yeah, <laughs> back when. Like you probably something like look up artists like um Johnny Rebel and stuff. They could probably get a song songs done by him. <laughs> I mean, a little bit country, but a little bit country music. But I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he could do something for you. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's full time for episode 242. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Um, hit the like button, share stuff around. Thank you, everyone who does it. It's fantastic and it is noticed and appreciated. iTunes, we go on from AJ Maggot. Always these are a.j.mag.gut. <laughs> Better than the bunker, five stars. Twill is the absolute best league podcast I've found on iTunes. The, co- the hosts have great chemistry and are true fans that have spent too much time in the sin bin for backchatting the ref. The episodes come out Thursdays just in time for the full round replays on Fox Sports 1. The wife can't keep you away from listening. The girlfriend can be replaced. And don't let the X factor in on what you let the kids listen to. A fun <laughs> podcast for every one eyed supporter that just can't get enough league in their lives. Grab your earbuds, turn off the phone, and see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. Get on it, fuck. <laughs> just tremendous thank you oh, sir oh that's fantastic and uh, just just like AJ the best way to support the show hit subscribe on iTunes uh, throw us a review and obviously yeah, it's, it's it's difficult if you're not an iTunes person but maybe just sign up and do it anyway yep. because it's like I said it's one of the best ways you can support the show for free yep. tipping well, we said last week there was uh, Whitey was in front, and uh, David Kingston and Desi's Ducks were following uh, in in the next two places, and uh, it shook out as we kind of expected. Whitey got it right; he picked the winner, picked the Sharkies, and uh, for a total score of one forty nine, defeating David Kingston, who also got it right, maintained that margin of one forty eight. So that the Sharks win a premiership, mm-hmm. Southern Cross tattoos, as far as the eye can see, and someone named Whitey and the tipping's won by Whitey. 
Exactly. Fuck. Everything's everything's coming up shire. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like this was preordained. Almost like yeah, well yeah, maybe they were the the narrative. Did you speak thing. to any brothel owners? <laughs> You're setting up the beginning of the year. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Because yeah, ideally, I mean, like if you if if you own a brothel or whatever, I mean, we'd we'd love to be able to offer you know every 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 winning player like you know, 30, 30 minutes of the of the finest whorish fucking <laughs> actually courtesy of, courtesy of the show. <laughs> so you know, sale of century, you get like no, a you know diamond what? pin memento. Yeah, I'd do it so that every tool member yep. could get a free wristy. Okay, but one in twenty. The girl would just punch you in the nuts and walk out of the room, and you had no idea who it was. Or the or the girl would jam a stiletto. Then, right? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's just more on theme. I, isn't I don't it? want to maim people. <laughs> but what you say? You say maim, but I mean, like you know, that dude. I mean, I'm sure he's he's fine. <laughs> sure, there's no post care shown on the. <laughs> well, unfortunately, when he goes to piss, it sounds like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah. <laughs> where are you going with that <laughs> nah, I just had a visual um, so yeah Whitey congratulations sir it was a it was a neck and neck battle in the end but you prevailed and didn't panic and you picked the right result and uh, and if he had have picked the storm then Kingston would have won based on differential yep so uh, an excellent effort uh, congratulations sir and congratulations to, to uh, David Kingston Desi's Ducks who got it close in the end as well and anyone else who got into the top 10 I can see the top 10's changed a little bit over the final standings I think because mostly because of people fucking going for it yeah. <laughs> I think but it's it's um, interesting to, to note that um, that Whitey David Kingston and Lemon who came fourth the only people who picked the correct result in the grand final yeah there you go so and the two people the people who finished one and two picked the correct one so there's no yeah. better way to you know to see how go deserving they win. were yep, yep. Um, and we're also on the iHeartRadio app now so I mean give that a try if that's if you know if that's your thing um, I've, I've you know I've done it once just you know to make sure we're up there and they went full of shit um, and Twillies are next week now we're going to do it on Friday yeah, hopefully. Don't hopefully. We're gonna do it on Friday. <laughs> we need to. We need to book in when we're gonna do it. Yeah, okay, we'll do it on Friday. So there won't be anything in the lead up to that. We're doing it on a Friday, and uh, it'll be live. It'll be on UStream. Um, I think the channel's just like ustream.com forward slash this week in league. And um, now, for the new listeners who may not have a social media presence, yes, can they vote? Can yes. they get involved? Yes, this is what's going to happen. The uh, we'll be finalising or you know getting close to finalising hopefully our categories and our um, our shortlists and things like that for for the, the categories tomorrow. Uh, I would say at the latest the categories will be up and voting will commence on Friday Friday evening probably. So you can vote on things like uh, which is your favourite side of Nathan Cleary's chin, left side, right side. Yeah, that's not going to be a category. Never has been. Never will be. Um, He's a rookie. Of course, has never been. But it, you're going to have all of the categories that you would expect to have. Such a you know, like you know, your various positional players of the year, um, much like the Dalian team of the year, sort of thing. Plus, you know, your rookies, your player of the year, your revelation of the season, your um, things like the Gronks of the year, and you know, the softness, you know, the softest act, yep. things, some of the, the, the this week in league specific categories as well. Plus, uh, you know, 
our, our listener awards as well, like, you know, Gronk of the Year and stuff like that. So um, all those are up for grabs, and uh, we'll have the nominees and shortlist. If you've got any uh, particular ideas or requests for new categories, then by all means, send them through to us and uh, you know we will consider them now it's the time now's the time to do it and uh, yeah voting will be up by Friday Friday night I would say and it will it won't be through social media and it'll actually be um, we'll, we'll set up a, a poll um, online and that link will be you know it, it will be on our Facebook and we'll tweet it out as well but it'll also be on our website so um, so Google This Week in League Facebook This yeah. Week in League or just go thisweekinleague.com I mean you're gonna and you'll find it there you and go. we'll put something in there for twi- for, for the Twilly voting as well and it'll be on the, the show notes for this episode as well and um, yeah that's it vote and uh, since I've you know, got some of those stuffy, stubby holders and shit like that free, I think I might you know, throw some of those out to some random voters as well. So, um, yeah, just well, another incentive to get in there. And um, So next Friday night, next live Friday show. Night, live show, we'll probably kick it off about nine, I reckon, um, and, uh, and go from there. And basically, it's nothing but the, uh, the Twilly Awards. Fantastic. So uh, we'll talk to you then. fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com